And good morning, everyone. And the sun is out, thankfully. Hopefully it's a little bit warmer where you are than uh, it was last weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, everybody. Good Good afternoon and good evening if you're listening in a different time zone. But Mm -hmm. we are lucky. We are very lucky. And if you are in Miami and in a hotel room facing the beach, the sun is probably pouring in your room right now. So <laughs> that's for sure. I well, we know we are we are metaphorically speaking still in Miami mm-hmm. with the Emersons. Uh-huh. South Beach uh-huh. had a great time last night at Mangoes. Dance till 4 a.m. Might be a little groggy this morning, ladies. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's a problem. <laughs> no. It's it, a good problem to have. That's yes. A good problem to have. I'm so glad people were able to make some time this morning to come and join us on the chat. Yes. We have so. a good chapter. We do. It is a nice chapter. And we have good answers. We do. Because SR is amazing, and he got back to us. Even At 5 a.m.? He sent us, <laughs> I sent questions late, and uh, he responded this morning at 5 a.m. So thank you, SR, if you are listening. I already I, I, texted and, I, and emailed you that. Actually, I emailed him. I didn't text him. I don't text SR. Let me be clear. I email SR. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just really appreciate. He really makes an effort to respond timely and Betty knows this because Mm -hmm. she's one of the OG podcasters. Um, When you ask him a question, especially if you're uh, trying to put on a podcast and share information with fans, he really, really makes an effort to um, respond in a timely manner. So I totally appreciate that. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just hope he caught that worm. (laughs) <laughs> and who knows it could have been a worm and a bottle of tequila from mexico you never know you spot. never know yeah. 5 a.m i like to think he might be traveling and is somewhere fabulous but he's probably just an early riser true that is true yeah mm-hmm. uh, those worms will get you anyway <clears throat> <laughs> i feel like there's a story in that pam <laughs> i split a worm with with an uh, this guy that I used to date long ago, Joe Dula, God bless him. Uh. A friend of his brought a bottle of tequila from Mexico. There's a little bit left in it. There was a, a worm in the bottom. And we finished off the tequila. And uh, and it wasn't as much tequila as was in the vodka bottle that Kenzie says was a third of the bottle. But we did split that worm. <laughs> Oh my gosh, another chapter for your book, Pam. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betty's saying, hmm, or maybe he was about to go to sleep a late night. That could mm. be too, you never Perhaps. know. Um, maybe he yet, was out dancing at Mango till 4 a.m. <laughs> this is true, this is true. <laughs> Brenda says, excellent source of protein, Pam. <laughs> I thought so too, especially at like 4, 4, 4.30 in the morning when, you know. When yeah. that protein is needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're not going to talk about protein at four in the morning. Let's get <laughs> lots of alcohol, lots of, lots of uh, debauchery can go on at 4 a.m. Um, and Black Lab Lady Elena says, and so the next chapter <laughs> with the laughing hysterically 
there's a there is a lot of uh, stuff in in our uh, in the toolkit today. So yes, there is. Yes, there is. In any event, and I guess the best place to start um, is with the latest news. The latest from SR news world. from SR world. Well, this week, it's just a reminder that Gabriel's Rapture Part 3 will debut on Passion Flix August 12th. And it looks like Tosca is working on the soundtrack now, because I, I remember she, she posted something once earlier in the week about that. Very, um, very exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled that... I, I, I just can't believe it's coming. I still can't believe it's coming out in August. I... I really felt they were going to have that in the fall or later in the year. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it had been the, that way in the past. But it's just, it's it's going to be a nice way to uh, celebrate that time of year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lori wants to know if the uh, worm uh, had made me hallucinate. He's always heard that. He's always heard that about the worm. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, you, you we had been drinking long before 4.30 in the morning, and uh, I just thought whether it was the alcohol or the worm, one never knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh-huh. And Betty said, worms have less fat than meat? <laughs> um, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as Betty points out, uh, he posted some pictures, you know. Yes, the, SRS Spoiler Man. And, and the the uh, the it's been you know the axe or whatever has been thrown down between SR and and uh, Julio to see who's going to be the <laughs> best Spoiler Man yet. <laughs> yeah, that was. There's a little bit of a little bit of playing fun between yes. the two which yes. is so cute mm-hmm. um but boy that photo uh if you haven't seen it out on social media check it out um it's a it's a still from their shoot in a cc and that is the mm-hmm. part of the film i'm really looking forward to seeing so it, it did it actually took my breath away yeah uh, and i haven't shown it to marlene because of the because... emotion She's going to be yelling at me that why isn't this movie out now? <laughs> what can I tell you? And, so. and Betty, you never disappoint. Nine oh, probably 907 when you posted. Mm-hmm. Um, seven minutes in and always, it's always Paul. Sadly, no new behind the scenes photos of Paul. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> but Paul did respond to that tweet as well about the, or the comment about Spoiler Man and, uh, He's going, yeah, but there's so much more Paul in this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love that. It's so funny, and, and I, I think even um, Sarah Beth wrote a wrote a piece. She did. Um, she did. You know, the little a little having a little fun, which is good. <laughs> and Elena said, "Same here, Leslie. Lump in the throat time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the emotion just from the photo was palpable. Yes. I cannot even." Imagine what the scene's going to be like. That's going to um, be incredible. <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I can't wait. To, you know, I'll yell. And, I, I'll yell for Marlene. <laughs> why isn't this film out now? I know. Anyhow, <laughs> and, and Brenda's saying, uh, but Paul's IG content is golden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, true. James. If you want, if you want to just laugh and giggle, you got to follow James on uh, Instagram. <laughs> Yes, his uh, his Instagram account is very very active, and he also has a second one called Lion Eyes E Y E Z. Yeah, and uh, that brings uh, he's got something going on with that. It's like an alternate ego or whatever. But anyway, so one of his creative ventures, which I that, think is very fun. That is. True. Um, I was just going to say, Cheryl noted Paul's going to be at Passion Con. And uh, Betty asked if he's going to flex his arms there. So we shall see. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley said, Betty, for you, I hope so. That's exactly We all do. (laughs) So uh, also, Passion Flickster continues to sell the box set of the Gabriel's Inferno DVDs. So if you're, and they ship worldwide. And I need to order them. Mm. I haven't done that yet. Redemption is slated to film in the fall in Oxford and in Italy. 
And uh, I hope that passion flicks will make Gabriel's promise, but he does not know yet. Just an FYI on those things. I think it's interesting that he mentioned about hoping Passion Flicks makes Gabriel's promise. Mm -hmm. Well, it would be great for the continuation of the story. And it would be great for the continuation of the, the wonderful creative team that Tosca assembled for that film, too. True. They True. all love, I mean, they really enjoy working with each other. And, Absolutely. Um, again, we would love to see that book brought to, brought to the screen just mm -hmm. to see that continuation of the story and the Emersons with their little baby, Claire. I just think that would be the best. And mm -hmm. heck, they can then film in Miami. Absolutely. <laughs> I would Absolutely. love set visits in Miami. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so that is basically what his news is. Um, I, you know, and as I think it's just so cool that they will be filming in Oxford in Italy. Oxford's such a great town. The only thing they're going to miss is the Eagle and Child, because the Eagle and Child apparently closed during COVID. I didn't so, realize that. Yeah, because I, 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 I connected to their page, and it's so sad because this place has so much history, and it's so cool to be in there. You walk in, and they've got, like, these two little rooms off to the side with, with like, just small benches and, and uh, table in there, and then, like... The, the big part of the pub with the bar and the seats behind the wall, but they have the, on one of the rafters, they have this thing that was written, I think it was by C.S. Lewis, and they've got the clock and the pictures of of, of uh, C.S. Lewis and, and um, Tolkien. And, uh, I mean, it's just in a far place. I mean, it's just really incredible. Well, and and that, it's, it's just like SR described in the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I wonder if someone will, if the property's still available and if someone would, would buy it and re, you know, Oh, I'm sure resurrect it is. It. I mean, it, it's right on the main drag. Like, if you, when you come into Oxford, and I went in by train, and there's, and I'm not sure what stream, river, creek you cross over. I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's the Thames, but, um, you know, you come across and then you come to this main street and right in the center of town is this huge obelisk and the Randall Hotel is right there and mm -hmm. uh, the um, Ashmolean Museum is right there. And then, you know, you, so if you go up a bit and you make a, about a mile, go up the a mile, about up the road a bit and make a, a right and then you come into... Uh, a lot of the other bigger buildings of, um, you know, the uh, Bodleian Library and all that kind of stuff. So, oh. and it's really cool. I mean, there's a great pub across the street from the Bodley, Bodleian Library that has, uh, you know, a lot of history to it too. But it's not the Eagle and Child. So, well, hopefully mm -hmm. they'll be able to do that. Um, that would be really, really. I, I would be sad if if it's going to be closed forever. Um, and I would, I, I just feel like with that much history, it would be a shame not to have it around, you know? Oh, I know. I know. Um, and I see our dear friend Ellie, uh, joining us from Cali. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Good morning. Ellie, I'll be feeling your pain next week because I'll be broadcasting live from Passion Con, from Passion Con at 6 a.m. local time. So that should be fun. I'm hoping I still stay on my East Coast time so I won't be completely comatose. But we'll see. Um, <laughs> and I noted here in the chat box, um, uh, Cheryl made a comment about passion flicks. Uh, passion flicks should be the go-to for book to movie. Other adaptations are not good. Just saying after watching another streaming thingy. <laughs> Um, I, a lot of people, I, I've had a discussion, uh, I found out that two of my, um, colleagues who are actually, uh, clients, um, at work were romance readers. So, um, I'm happy to say, uh, one of them, uh, joined Passion Flicks yesterday. She said, I'm trying it for a month, wanted to check it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, so she... Uh, and I explained to her, I said, one of the reasons I like passion 
Netflix is because they work with the authors and are true to the story. Mm -hmm. Um, She is a huge Bridgerton fan, um, read the series many years ago. Regency is one of her favorites. And she, you know, she just said it's so it was so jarring to see the Netflix version versus the book because they did make creative adaptations. Um, and I said, yeah, that's, that does typically doesn't happen at passion flicks unless it's with the author's consent. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then black lab lady said, Tosca gave a wink in a past podcast when asked about promise. I can't imagine she wouldn't complete the set. We shall see that I'm hopeful. And Betty agreed. And Betty just noted Bridgerton two was different from the book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Brenda gave a forecast for PassionCon, 50s to 70s. Okay. Very nice. Thanks, because I haven't looked at that yet. Come on, you know. That's a long time You're not away. packed yet? <laughs> <laughs> not in the least. Uh, oh, and Betty said she was reading a short novel the other day, and the eagle and child was mentioned. So, mm. very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's such a historical... Well, I had I had a chat with the bartender when I because I, I got bought a pint while I was there. Of course, you, know, you can't mm-hmm. walk into a pub without getting a pint. <laughs> of course. And um, he, he, you know, I was telling him about it. He goes, "Oh yeah, we get a lot of people coming in about that have read about this through different books, and and it's you know it's always fun. It's so. kind of part of a literary pilgrimage, you mm-hmm. know." Um. <laughs> Um, I'm laughing because Betty <laughs> said, mm. Leslie, will you be broadcasting with coffee or champagne? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't figured that out yet, Betty. <laughs> Brenda said, I'm not packed yet either, although I have taken over my son's room with everything I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we're spilling over to book three, Pam, in a good way. <laughs> oh, we are. We are. <laughs> oh, I yeah. think we're at least on. <laughs> I think I think we're on the trilogy. I think we're on the third book of the trilogy. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Brenda sang champagne, Betty. I like that idea. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. I'll have a little bottle of champagne, or I'll, re- I'll order it in room service. How's that, lady? Yeah, get get um, a mimosa come in or something. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to be coherent enough to even think to to do that. That's true. Unless you put it in, on your um, a card that you attached to your hotel room door the night before. <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, no, it's going to be, it, it will be, I will give you a full report of everything Passion Con. I do know from the Gabriel series uh, that Melanie will be joining. Mm-hmm. And we know yesterday, was it yesterday or the day prior that James announced that he will be there. So, yes. Very cool. Fans of Paul will be mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Saturday, sadly, I won't be here there. Um, I know. I have a wedding the next weekend. So, I, it, it's, you know, do you do the family wedding or do Passion Con? Well, uh, Passion Con weighs higher than the wedding. It's... Uh, my granddaughter's in the wedding, so that kind of pushes me into wedding territory. Yeah. So anyway, next time around. Yes. Yes. Oh. Hopefully, because I think that's going to be uh, it. It's going to be quite quite the event, I think. Yes, so, I think so we, too. Sh- we should see. And Betty's saying, "Wait, you're broadcasting Saturday or Sunday? Saturday." Saturday. Same bat time, same bat channel, Betty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be up at 6 in the morning on California time to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. So. Um, and uh, Lori, uh, I actually did meet. Oh, and I see Brenda said. Lori, I did meet uh, Brenda in Boston. And uh, Brenda was one of the wonderful medical professionals who helped me when I passed out. <laughs> so, um, uh, Brenda was is fabulous. You already knew that from her chat room escapades, mm-hmm. but really, really lovely in person. And I'm very excited that you're going um, to LA. And Brenda's bringing the salt again. for you. <laughs> yes. Better take a container with you. <laughs> I know. 
I should pack my salt packs. Yes, uh -huh. just be ready, Brenda. I'm glad uh -huh. you're there. Now I feel more comfortable that, you know, if I, ha I have a medical emergency, I have someone to turn to. Um, oh, that's so funny. Betty says, no offense, but how many people do get people get married one two three times passion well, time is once in a lifetime that's true but this is their her second marriage and um <laughs> it was it was supposed to be two years ago but because of covid it got canceled because the venue was closed and then they were going to do it again this time last year but again they had a spike in new york with covid and they had to cancel it so they're doing it this year and they've got two more kids to deal with other than my granddaughter so it's uh it'll be nice for them so, but anyway she's she's just can't wait or just can't wait she's itching at the at her at everything to get this wedding over with <laughs> in a good way uh it will be good it will it will be good mm -hmm. it'll be in long island city just part part of Queens, just over the across from Manhattan. So, anyone, anyway, anyway, we will give you a full report on everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but Ashley's saying she can officiate weddings, which is very cool. Actually, I can too. <laughs> I, I thought at one point in time I would offer my services as a you know I, I get the what universal ordination and get online. It takes five minutes. And uh, yeah, I never did anything with it, but I'm still ordained, so I just have to register with the county. <laughs> yeah, it could be a fun wedding. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yes, and oh. Betty's saying, nice, I'll look for you, Ashley. Very, okay. very cool. All kinds of talented passionistas out there and all kinds of talented SR fans. Mm -hmm. um, very, very cool and very grateful. Um, and there was a note that I think Brenda said Elizabeth is going, who was um, was is a is a physician, is a doctor, and she was also part of my medical team. Uh -huh. um, so it's it's just um, it will be nice to see people um, that we haven't seen in a while, which is good so. since November. <laughs> since November. Anyway, so we. Um, We'll have all kinds of news to share, mm -hmm. and uh, but this week we're focusing, as we said at the beginning, we're back in Miami, mm -hmm. lounging by the pool. Absolutely. Um, and we, as the scene begins, uh, and as you recall, Gabriel had gone for a run, and he came back, and now Julia's sitting at the pool's edge, dangling her legs in the water. She asked Gabriel if he ever read Treasure Island, and yes, he responded, while swirling baby Claire in the water. And Claire's giggling with her father, because that's what little baby girls do when they're playing in the water. Mm -hmm. And Gabriel said, yes, I, I did read Treasure Island. Why do you ask? And Julia said, do you remember the black spot that was given to Billy Bones? Um, she said, it's a pirate death threat. And she remembered um, and then asked if he thought the memento mori was a black spot. So we actually asked SR a little bit uh, about Treasure Island. And we said, when did you first read Treasure Island? Why did you choose to include the book reference? He said, Treasure Island. I read it as a child and have always thought it's an interesting story. Now I'm thinking I need to reread it. Um, there's, a net, there's an analogy here to part of that story and to what's happening in Gabriel's Promise. So, The black spot. The it. black spot, mm -hmm. which I put that response in the chat box. Um, <laughs> yes, I will hydrate Elena. Mm -hmm. You won't be there to protect me. Mm -hmm. um, and Betty, yes, I do have a medical entourage now. Thank you. And mm -hmm. Ashley, I, she, Ashley got um, her ordained because she thought she might uh, officiate her sister's wedding. So very cool. Um, so the black spot, Billy Bones, Treasure Island. And um, 
you know, with the men mentioning of the memento mori, Gabriel looked over his shoulder and walked over to Julia, you know, as if there was someone eavesdropping. And he said, no, he told her quietly, you know, if the thief had wanted to kill him, he would have killed him. And he was inclined to think that it was dropped accidentally. And we asked SR about, actually, um, yeah. if he was worried someone was listening to their poolside conversation, why was, was, was Gabriel worried about that? Because he was very nervous when he answered that. Mm -hmm. And to quote a famous person, he said, you aren't paranoid if people are really trying to get you. <laughs> That's yeah, true. That's our... That's true. That's a reference, and I totally didn't get it. Anyone know? <laughs> um, so. Pro he... pro probably a, like a, um, a, what you call it, Godfather <laughs> line. It's not God. I don't think it's Godfather, because I think I would know that. Um, and if anybody hasn't started watching the offer, I highly recommend it. <laughs> I, I want to. I want to. Um, Betty said, I wouldn't be of any help to Julian Gabriel. I've never read Treasure Island. I would just talk to Paul about Paul and his strong arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I warned Paul. I, I warned James about Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. So, you know, yeah. so they're discussing, there's having this discussion, you know, Gabriel kind of being very blunt about, look, if, if the thief wanted to get me, he could have gotten me, right? He could have killed me because mm -hmm. they were tussling. And he said, I thought he was, he really was inclined to agree with Nicholas um, and that it may have been dropped accidentally. And... She's saying, Julie was like, someone's actually carrying a museum piece around and mm. he would drop it, you know, something of that quality. Um, and as Gabriel continues to spin, very happy Claire. He said, maybe the thief took it in another robbery and he was using it as a talisman, kind of like a rabbit's foot, which made a lot of sense to me. And um, Julia shot back with a bit of humor <laughs> and a little skepticism. Hmm, maybe the thief was a fan of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> maybe he was a deadhead. One um, never knows. But she couldn't keep a straight face on that. Um, Gabriel gave her a withering look. <laughs> Very funny, he said. But continued, um, you know, honestly, though, why leave a death threat when he could have done? Absolutely, yeah, you're right. So then um, Ellie just pointed out that it was an assassination. Mm -hmm. And Ellie just pointed out in the book of Treasure Island, the pirates are presented with a black mm -hmm. spot to officially pronounce a verdict of guilt or judgment. It consists of a circular piece of uh, paper or card. And one side is black and the other side bears a message and in, in placed in the hand of the accused meaning of the black spot mm -hmm. thanks yeah. Sally and you, you actually cut in and out a little bit Pam um, yeah we had a little Ellie... doohickey there the, uh, yeah. the yeah. you know so... the radar sound or whatever it is mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. and it's, I'm in a yes. <laughs> <laughs> So Ellie yeah had said pirates are presented with a black spot to officially pronounce a verdict of guilt or judgment consists of a circular piece of paper or card with one side black and while the other side bears a message and is placed in the hand of the accused. Um, thank you, Ellie, our mm -hmm. resident teacher. Love that. Love that. Thanks for sharing the knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, now Gabriel really thinks that this was kind of accidental. This wasn't, you know, he, no one was coming after them to do them physical harm. Um, so he thought the thief wanted to case the place, um, find out what they have inside the house, and then report what was there to potential buyers. 
um, Julia concurred and then asked if she should put more sunscreen on Claire. Um, Claire was having none of that. Uh, she did not want the sunscreen. She wanted to keep playing with her daddy, pounding on Gabriel's chest with her little fist, almost tell him to move faster. Probably. In and out of the water. I imagine she's going to be one heck of a ch- kid growing up. <laughs> I know. I know that I would love, would love another book to see, you know, her growing up. I think that would be fun. Mm. So, um, <laughs> our, I like pirates. I, mean, I, I, well, I think May 5th is actually talk like, well, I know that May 5th is the uh, Cinco de Mayo, but I think it's also talk like a pirate day. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Anyway. I, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Claire, the little diva, Betty says. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Julia was, what about you, Professor? She And as she admired his uh, toned chest with the tattoos of Beatrice and Dante on one side and the dragon with Maya written on it on the other side. And uh, he said he had put some on before, but but after we take care of Claire, maybe she could go to do his back. And Gabriel stared at Julia's legs and asked about her ankle. Julia yeah. told him, "Yeah, it's, you know, she she has a, does have that problem." Julia told her she was fine, but she worries about re-injuring it. I think everybody, when they sprain their ankle, that especially not so much when they're Julia's age, but when they're younger, you're always afraid they're going to re-injure that ankle somewhere along the line. I did. I know for me that was the case. Um, But Julia told him she was fine, but, you know, she's worrying about re-injuring it. And then he asked about her other leg, and she said it was better. And it had bothered her a little bit on the plane, but uh, she had not noticed it until he mentioned it. And so she said it was a lot better than it was Thanksgiving. She, so she lowers her leg in the water and asks about the carving that he sent to Vitale, to Dr. Vitale Datore. Mm-hmm. Also, are you going to give it to the Cambridge police, she asked. And Gabriel told her it had not shown up on any of the Interpol lists. And, uh, you know, so, if you know, as missing art, so he doesn't know what if it was stolen. So uh, Dr. Vitali could make the inquiries, maybe open it up, and and if there was somebody that had stolen it, um, you know, if the thief wants it back, if he comes for it, that means that he could implicate himself. So, who knows what's going on in the minds of these people, these thieves? This so is j- true. I think it's interesting though that Gabriel is very much ah. Uh, no, we don't need to share that. We don't need to, mm. we don't need to tell the police. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I don't know, Gabriel. I get I get why you're laying the trap, I do. Yeah, but you know, the other thing is too, and he and he's partially right about this. It sits in an evidence box in a in a storage room somewhere along the line and, and doesn't come out until they catch somebody. Right. Right, and and he did the research that they would have done. Right. So, I mean, that's the other thing that I, I do get. So he he's sort of like laying a trap, and uh, mm-hmm. and Julia said, I said you that, you know, you're screwing with the uh, thief, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then he asked her, did did she think he should have given it to the police? Um, so when we asked SR, did Gabriel want to keep the chaplet for himself, or was he just playing a game with the thief? He said, I think Gabriel understands that the chaplet should be in, in a museum, and he was using it as a potential bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. And um, Betty said Gabriel thinks he's a detective, and uh, Elena said, yes, We, in terms of books, we need a 10 years later book from SR. And then maybe a 20 years later book and so on and so forth size black lab lady says i'm with gabriel in this case do your own research so elena agrees mm-hmm. um, julia thought for all humanity that it would be better to have that artifact in the museum mm-hmm. and that's so true to her and her soul and her character right i mean that's mm-hmm. 
that's the academician, that's the historian, that's the, the lover of all things Florentine. Um, it belonged with the chaplet, she said, but she feared it may not be accepted considering how they found it. Um, Gabriel then brought Claire over to Julia and he said, there's no proof of prior ownership since Alessandra Medici's assassination is what he said. And, mm -hmm. um, Shell noted Dr. Vitali with very, was very excited about the artifact. Um, <laughs> and it made me laugh. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Cause he was, and I mean, cause this was significant, right? They, yeah. This, this was a missing piece find. of a puzzle. Um, yeah, and Ellie noted, I think a flash forward to Claire at ages 16 to 23 with her own love story would be fun. Um, definitely. Another fanfic opportunity there, too, um, mm -hmm. Ashley. Um, so Claire noted, you know, it could have changed hands after that dozens of times. Um, actually, I think Gabriel noted that, you know, without having that proof of prior mm -hmm. ownership since the initial assassination. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a lot of missing, uh, missing, uh, information here. So as she tasted the salt in the rim of the glass, uh, her virgin margarita. And uh, I'm sorry that that's the best for me. That's the best part of margarita. The salt. <laughs> I just, I, I, I like the saltiness with the tang of the, of the margarita is what it is. Mm -hmm. so. I know. Well, you know, I need to have more salt, so. That's true. <laughs> I can't get enough. Um, so, you know, she was thinking, perhaps, you know, we may be thinking and approaching this the wrong way, um, Julia said, and Gabriel asked what she meant. And she said, maybe the thief does not know we actually have it. He could have dropped it in the yard, the street, or in his car. You know, if this was an accident, it could have gone anywhere. And she said he could come back to look for it, or he might think it's too risky to return. And uh, by the way, uh, Elena it agrees with you, Pam, about mm. the salt. Yeah, um, and Betty's saying Dr. Vitali is calling dibs on the memento. <laughs> I think that's the case. He he might have to fight Judith though. Yeah, it's um, true. So Gabriel sat next to her, holding Claire tightly, saying that they were both witnesses. And there is a sketch of the thief. So that may give the thief some pause because he's kind of a, someone that is recognizable now. So Julia finished her drink and said that if they kept the bead and the discovery a secret, he can't be sure that we have it. So the thief would not know what's going on. Since the security systems have been upgraded and we were eyewitnesses, he may try to target someone else. If we ask for the bead back and bind Dr. Vitali to secrecy, at least for a while, a while the thief might just look elsewhere. Um, so I thought that was, you know, I thought that was very good. Um, <laughs> Brenda, Brenda says, unrelated, but I love the thong song, Pam. Does this mm -hmm. mean the professor wants Julia in one? Well, I think it, if she's got to wear one, yes. But otherwise, I think it, if she went commando, he would be quite happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and on that note, back to the book. Um, Gabriel thought, um, you know, that asking the doctor back uh, for the bead back was a good idea. Um, and then, speaking of thongs, he suggested mm -hmm. that Julia looked very beautiful. And she patted her stomach a little bit self-conscious and asked if, she, if he thought the bikini was too much. Gabriel picked it out and loved it, he told her. Um, she felt a warm glow and his admiration pleased her. She turned to her and in a whisper, he told her this was enough unhappy talk. They were in a beautiful city and enjoying beautiful weather. And he had plans for the evening. So Gabriel's trying to change the, change the tone of the seriousness of their conversations um, and just remind her how much he adored her and loved her. So Julie's saying, what kind of plans do we have? And he said, we have adult plans this evening. Mm-hmm. 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 When he kissed her, 
All thoughts of black spots and memento mori went out of her head. Mm-hmm. So, Pam, do you want to take that from there? Sure. Because I think we break over to later that day. Later in the day. So, uh, Gabriel took her to uh, Jose Andres' new restaurant, uh, the, Baza- uh, the Bazaar, which was located at the hotel. It was airy and fresh and had lots of nice Latin music going on. So he sat across from her, but his only focus was on her. Mm. <sighs> he liked the Love way her that. hair looked in this from the sun. She had a gold, she had a bit of a tan going. You know, and what's great about having dark brown hair is that when the sun hits it, you get these little, like, golden highlights. And, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was also wearing a tangerine dress, which personally, when I have a tan, I like that color. I don't know why. It just like shows oh, it the pops. Tan. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing the uh, bronze lace sandals that went up her lower leg. So again, he's looking at shoes. This one didn't yes. have heels, though. I know, but he <laughs> loves fine footwear, he does and that. we love he does. SR for writing about. Those uh, amazing shoes. Yes, he yes. doesn't pass up a podiatric opportunity. No, he does not. So, <laughs> uh, so she, you know, so she's slipping, drinking her champagne that Gabriel got for her slowly and enjoying the bubbles. And and despite everything that was going on around them, she just felt really, really good at this point. I mean, something I can relate to when you got a hectic life going on around you and you go someplace where you just sit and stare out yes. at the sunset or whatever the ocean or whatever the bay it just mm-hmm. really does it's very everything soothing. goes away so uh miami agreed with gabriel as well his, his tan skin con- contrasted to his white shirt white shirt wednesday white shirt wednesday <laughs> mm-hmm. and his hair was wavy from the heat and his smiles were easy so she was relaxed and spoke easy with the waiter about the chef and his passion for food mm, nice mm-hmm. nice so we had we had asked sr about uh the bazaar and uh says you dined at the bazaar correct and what menu items do you recommend and why did you select it for this chapter and he said, Jose Andres Bazaar is incredible and highly recommended. I've been more than once and everything I've had has been great. Um, he said he also wanted to suggest readers support Jose Andres charity World Central Kitchen, especially since they're doing so much to support the people of Ukraine. Yeah, and I put that in the uh, chat box yeah. as well. And it's, uh, you know, I, I did a birthday thing for that. It's, it's a, it was I, I made my goal. That's all that counts. And it's, I was very mm-hmm. happy about that. So um, she she wished they could stay there as, as they shared Cuban and Spanish tapas. And, and Gabriel suggested that they could. And they did not find, did not have to be anywhere until April. Oh, can you imagine? Oh, I would be, an, I'd be like, okay. Let's stay. Sign me up. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, that's when the snowbirds come back from <laughs> from mm-hmm. Miami in April. Even to the shore. Mm-hmm. And it's the three-quarter time. It is. It is. So, um, so you know, they, they, she was served her octopus, her octopus, and it was cooked on La Planca. And it was a deliciously and perfectly seasoned and perfectly cooked. And, and She's like, you can't be serious. And Gabriel says, sure, why not? You know, you know. She said the hotel's expensive, but they could stay until February and then rent a place. Mm-hmm. And having worked in the hotel industry at one point in time in my life, I can tell you that they have limited amounts of time they allow you to stay because of their hotel license, because they don't want it to become a residence. Right. Because I I went through this trying to book a nanny for somebody whose family that she worked for rented a house at the shore for like two months and they wanted her to stay at the hotel for two months. Some weird shit. I know there are some places, I guess they, they work this out was whatever Jersey their shore. license. 
I know they work out their licensure agreements mm -hmm. um, that actually have residences attached to a hotel, but I think they probably have separate licensure for that. Yeah, I, and and at, I'll be honest with you, the, the hotels that, down at the Jersey Shore, the one that I worked in, was a five hundred dollar a night hotel, and mm, lovely. Yeah, in the summertime on season. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did not have residences. They had a couple suites, but nothing. You know, it's not like you could stay there for longer than two weeks. To yeah. be honest with you. So anyway. Mm, well, Betty said so. Easter. Uh -huh. The <laughs> Easter? Emersons are spending Easter in Miami. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And they could go to the church that the Kennedys went to on Easter Sunday. I remember a picture of them from as a little girl. Anyway. Um. <laughs> Julia thought this was tempting. Mm. And she asked if he was still working on his lectures. He said, yeah. And he replied, wondering why she asked. Did uh, she think he wasn't? And he's like, no, not that. Uh, Catherine was worried that she was gonna, he was going to decline the sage lectures. And as he rearranged his napkins, uh, he said that she had mentioned something to that sort. And then asked Julia about her. <laughs> I guess he's trying to feel her out because he's got that letter still waiting in his drafts. I know, I know. He, it's, it's kind of, this is where, uh, you know, it's going from really pleasant, light, breezy conversation and now mm -hmm. they're getting down to some brass tacks here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, so he's, he's going about it. Then he asked about Julie about her reading list and she said that uh, she would need her books and uh, she, that she should be reading Professor Woodhouse's reading list. It's it's a slow go. Mm -hmm. And he suggested that she bring the books to the pool to read and any articles that that he suggested could be pulled up on an iPad. Um, and Gabriel then brought to Chef Andre homage to a Cuban sandwich and took a bite. Mm. Yum. The best Cuban sandwich I ever had came from Patterson, New Jersey. Just saying. Really? Mm -hmm. mm, I love Cubans. And I love uh, the grilled octopus. Brenda said grilled octopus is delicious. I concur. I absolutely love octopus. I had to laugh because I was, I was talking about that with uh, Marlene this week because you not so much the, uh, the the bigger octopus, but, you know, you can get the uh, uh, the appetizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said she liked the rings, but she didn't like the tentacles. I'm like, oh, but that's the fun part that gets stuck on your throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. I, I like it's it. delicious. Yeah. I, I love I, it. I love calamari, but it's just. Uh, well, for me, the best the best was in, in Greece. Really that fresh. I'm sure. Really fantastic. That I'm sure. Mm. Yeah. So she's, um, you know, and he's, he said, you know, like we could get everything put together. You know, you could have all his books couriered down to him and what have you. And uh, she said, um, you know, Julie, she, and then he passes her the plate saying, try this. And he's trying to change the subject, I think. Mm-hmm. And she agreed and suggested they go to Little Havana the next day to eat at the Versailles restaurant. And they decided nice. to go. Yeah, I do think you're right. I think he was trying to switch the topic and, you know, going to Little Havana would be great. And I think they would love that floor. Mm -hmm. Our, mm -hmm. our, our native, uh, Hawaii, uh, I was going to say Hawaiian, our native <laughs> Floridian, our, our Miami woman said she loves octopus and Miami has so many spots with great Cuban sandwiches. Definitely. Well, so, no, I haven't know, tried them yet because I haven't been to Miami. Orlando oh, and Daytona, but not and Naples. That's a trip. That's a trip. Mm -hmm. That's a trip we need to take. Um, only in only in the winter time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Julia wanted to know. Um, you know, even though they were talking about staying longer, she was kind of thinking. You know, when hmm, when should we go back to Massachusetts and? Gabriel suggested giving it a month, and he said after that he thought the thief would have come and gone his way, gave them a little bit more time to be in Miami, and he'll notice that the house is empty if he's keeping watch. So it will give the thief time if he needs to try and, you know, go back looking for his missing piece that he could do. Mm -hmm. 
And then he said also, their anniversary was January 21st, and why not celebrate here in Miami? I think that's a lovely idea, mm -hmm. Gabriel. Um, absolutely lovely idea. So, and Floor is inviting us to come down, Pam and Leslie. Thank you, Floor. Thank you. Yeah, we'll we work. will. We'll we work love that, that out. Invitation. Um, so, you know, when they go home, they will return to their house. And she was wondering, will we really be able to go back to the house? I'm missing my bed. You know, I miss sleeping in my own bed. So Gabriel said, yes, um, you know, it's safe. And uh, in addition to missing her own bed, she just missed the house. She missed their space. She missed Claire's nursery and all of Claire's things. And Gabriel admitted that he missed the house too. Um, he was nervous about going back. Um, he dipped his chin, which was the only admission of his anxiety. Um, but obviously, I mean, they've been through, that was a very traumatic um, invasion, right? That was very traumatic to have their safe space invaded from somewhere else. So it's very understandable that they're anxious. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, even if they go back in a month, there are no guarantees about the thief that he won't be back. Um, he, or he, and Julia said he might want to come back and go after the Thompsons or the Cezanne, you know, mm -hmm. and Gabriel was thunderous. That is why he did not want Julia, Claire or Rebecca in the house alone. So this kind of set, you know, Gabriel... The, the, the thought of having no guarantees, the thought of someone coming back, set Gabriel off. And he really was emphatic about saying, I don't want you mm -hmm. in the house alone. Julia put the champagne glass down and said, what are you saying? Can you imagine? I can imagine Melanie. I can imagine Melanie's delivery and the look on Melanie's face portraying Julia. I can see it mm -hmm. on the screen now. This She would be so, just so perfect in this uh, scene. And what are you saying? And Gabriel gleamed his sapphire blue eyes at her and said, you know, you know what I mean. And uh, Julia leaned across the table and asked if he had not listened to Catherine. Uh, you know, she's saying he could not break his promise to Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. She was emphatic about that. And he said he asked about the promise he made to Claire and her. How could I break the promise to you, my family? And Shirley said, yes, but you have other options. And he said, yes, you and Claire in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the light and breezy conversation really, really got serious. And Shell's saying... Just think, if Julia had not come into Gabriel's life, William would never have known about the illustrations, and all this would not have occurred. That's true. Mm -hmm. Very true. You're you're right. William would not have the knowledge of where those things were. No, and then we wouldn't have had the breaking of the Uffizi or Meet Raven or, <laughs> or any of these things. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Or we wouldn't have their standoff right now at the table at Jose Andreas restaurant about whether or not Gabriel goes to the lectures or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, you know, Chell thinks Julia's uh, with the William that when then Betty pretends I don't know what you mean, Gabriel spell it out and watch <laughs> Picton pop up and start giving him a piece of her mind. <laughs> Cotton's wallop, you will go. You could almost see her walking around the corner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Saying, Gabriel, do not give up your academic career. Nope. This is too important. You don't want to do that. So, as Julie is just, she's trying, and uh, she'd asked maybe too early, should have, should have let the excitement die down, and then asked. Gabriel, with his arms at his side, that it had been months. Cecilia mm. hadn't changed her mind. I don't think Cecilia's going to change her mind on anything right away. So Julia asked to give her to April. That mm -hmm. way they'd all be in Oxford. 
hopefully Graham Todd was going to be there and they could, you know, they, maybe they could speak. You know, right. Maybe there's something that she could do with him. And we'll talk then. And Gabriel said that that would, that he'd give it until April. But only because, uh, you know, it would be the winter section for the lectures for him. Right. But if Cecilia decides she's not going to work with her on that, uh, then he was going to have to solve the problem himself. He was not going to have his family on one side of the Atlantic while he's on the other in Scotland. And that was that. So she now so she's, no argument, you know, Gabriel's kind of like, this is old professor emerging, right? You right. Know, <laughs> I'm uh, taking control. I'm, there is no more room for discussion. Uh, it's just, this is the way it is. Um, but I think for him, it's, it's, it's so intensely personal. And I feel like for him, it's almost survival. Well, because I, mean, I don't think he could bear to be without his family. He couldn't. I, I think that, you know, his dependency on a lot of things and rather than going in the negative direction with, with cocaine or with scotch or whatever, or women, it's now reverted itself to Julia and Claire. And, I, you know, it, it's a little bit of a healthier obsession because well, it is your family. He's trying to protect them. Absolutely. And it goes back to promise. You know, I think the title of this book is so great because it mm -hmm. just is demonstrated and it's woven in all over the place in this, in as, this book. As promised to them, yep. And as man to himself, too. Yes. So. Yes. So, so, you know, now Julia is, like, playing with her food. She's getting upset about that. You know, with, with the comic stuff he's saying. So, uh, so Julie, Gabriel gets up and he, he, you know, he goes around and he nudges her over on the love seat and sits next to her and puts his arm around her. And, you know, she's now stuck between a baby, sleeping baby and Gabriel. And she asked what he was doing. He says, well, he's touching her. Mm -hmm. and she trembled. And he whispered in her ear. <laughs> I've dimmed your light. Yeah, because he's really he really did put a, a damper on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he says now all the brightness has gone out of the room. And he asked what he could do to bring the light back, and she replied, "Not to give up the sage lectures." <laughs> I think he's looking for something a little bit of a different answer, but that's a good yes, one too. Yes, he, he's resorting to his physical communication. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And uh, now it was Gabriel's turn to be silent, and and now Julia finds his ear and says, "I will not let you sacrifice yourself for me, never again." Oh, oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm reading through. Uh, some of the comments, because that is that is power. I would love to see Melanie and Julia do that scene because I really think it would be just beautifully done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Shell noted Cecilia is unprofessional in her attempts to basically intimidate Julia. This agreed, and yeah. and Catherine would not behave that way. She said, and Gabriel needs to figuratively snatch Cecilia bald. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Gabriel wants to because he's the amount of stress and and anger mm -hmm. and, and anxiety that this has caused his family. Um, right. And, you know, and, and, and I, it's so unprofessional of her that, you know, it's. I think they're also disappointed because they thought she was a friend and they're disappointed in her herself for letting her jealousy overtake her mm -hmm. professionalism. And <laughs> Betty true. said. Sexy touches are not permitted when the baby is around, Gabriel. <laughs> you know, one I've, I'm always a firm believer in PDA, especially around children. It doesn't have to get explicit in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but it also shows, shows children a healthy, loving relationship. And they can feel mm -hmm. more secure in that relationship as they get older. Right. Unless you're my cousin who parents were so lovey-dovey all the time that it turned her off from getting married at all <laughs> but I, I, I digress so and Gabe was like well we make sacrifices for each other all the time 
you know, and that's the point. Julia right. said, but that was too big a sacrifice. And it is. I mean, she's well aware of what, what goes on in her career. Mm -hmm. she's, she's learning as she goes, and, and that would be a big, a, a big right. no-no. And Elena's saying, we definitely need this scene on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Yes, and Flora agreed. I agree. You can just picture the moment. Mm -hmm. ah. Absolutely. Role modeling a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Chelsea. So, um, you know, so they're, she's, they're like, well, we'll find ways around it. He conceded that he would not do anything without speaking with her first, which is a good thing because he does have a tendency to be overprotective mm -hmm. on certain things. And then um, and Julia said that she would fight just as hard for him as he fought for her, she and, Ju she and Claire. So his face softens a little bit, and he's going, the mother of the species is the, the most dangerous. <laughs> and Julia agrees with him, you know, Mama Bear is protecting her cubs. Right. And uh, so she asked if he was going to stay there or go to his chair. And then he kind of, you know, rakish smile. He says, yeah, I'm small, it's lonely over there and you're gorgeous. <laughs> and she told him he was infuriatingly charming and he mocked it. He had no idea what she was saying. I love that phrase, by the way, infuriatingly charming. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's such a great descriptor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that he mocks it, he knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. He knows. Oh, yeah, he knows exactly what he's doing. So, uh, but he would do anything to make her happy again. Forgive me, I'm doing my best. So with a half smile, she wanted another glass of champagne. She knew she wasn't supposed to drink while breastfeeding, and if she took her pump with her and she's got a refrigerator in the room, mm -hmm. she shouldn't have a problem, but we don't know whether she did or she didn't. And when they went back to the room, she demanded satisfaction. Right. <laughs> she <And> said, <laughs> when we get back to that room, I'm demanding satisfaction. <laughs> so she gave him a knowing look and Gabriel immediately called, waiter! <laughs> <laughs> Check, please. So. Betty said, loving displays of affection are okay, but too much sexual displays are just gross. I prefer discretion. And she also said, Gabriel, remember when you used to call Paul an angel, blah, blah, blah? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Look at that. Turns out Paul is an angel and has never threatened Julia's future career. Perhaps it's time to apologize to Paul. <laughs> Betty, your defense of Paul and your love of Paul is just boundless. I love it. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we asked SR, will Julie receive satisfaction? When with a winky <laughs> smile, he said, stay tuned. <laughs> I love it. I, know. I love, love it. the winky smile. Love the winky smile. Stay tuned. Dot, dot, dot. Absolutely. So, <laughs> Shell says, Paul is no angel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I thought, I thought this was a really well done chapter. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, and it was split into the two pieces. The one was really talking about their issues in Massachusetts and mm -hmm. the, the, with the, with the theft and what it means. And then they really turned back to their other challenge um, even though they were supposed to have this wonderful adult night with uh, romance and mm -hmm. and uh, great food, um, it did often adult nights do turn into opportunities to talk about adult things and adult challenges. And mm -hmm. that's what happened here. And I feel like they really did work their way through coming to some agreements, you know, this chapter, they came to agreements on a couple of things. One, they thought that the artifact was indeed uh, dropped accidentally. Mm -hmm. They thought that made the most sense. They also kind of acknowledged that they weren't out to kill Gabriel because um, the thief would have killed him if that was his mission. So it wasn't an assassination attempt. 
and then they they kind of came around to the at least a time frame on what's going to happen and what time frame they're going to allow um, Cecilia to kind of hang this over their head and uh, what their timeline is to try and get her to find a way for all the entire Emerson family to be in Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I kind of thought that was, there was a lot of, a lot of resolution in this chapter in terms of what their next steps now are. I thought it was well done. Mm -hmm. And having it Miami, the Miami backdrop. I actually wish SR SR would have just had them like stay in, stay until April. (laughs) I, I wouldn't mind talking about them being in Miami for months. I think no. that's great. I think that's the way it should go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Betty says, oh, I will agree to disagree. And um, <laughs> Black Lab Lady said, what a great chapter and what a fun time this morning. Thanks. We had fun too. And Betty's noting, Julia's on a mission. Sneaky, slick angel, Cheryl says. Yes, it, rem- it reminds <laughs> me of uh, that and Blues Brothers movie. We're on a mission. A mission We're on a mission from God. God. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Shell said, Betty, I know. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. it. So, yeah, this was really, there's a lot of goodness to this mm-hmm. chapter. And and a, and very true. Shell said, for all the crap people have thrown at them, the Emersons have triumphed. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's very true. Um, and thanks, Brenda. She says, amazing chat, ladies. See some of y'all next week. You will. Yeah. That yes. you will. That you will. Just I'm very sure much looking it. forward to seeing you, Brenda. Just make sure you look for that lost shaker of salt. <laughs> 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 to paraphrase uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> and, and Floor noted, they could have explored all of Miami if they stayed. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering if they do, if SR writes another book five, uh, if, they, if he writes book five, if they'll go back to Miami, because um, it does seem like it's a place that the Emersons really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, I'm sure they will. For a quicker getaway than flying over to their beloved um, Italy. Italy. So, True. Yes, True. thanks. It has been a fun chapter discussion. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Betty and Shell. And... Uh, Whatever are you going to send us off with this week as we wrap up the uh, discussion? A little Van Morrison. Always a good idea. Always good. And this is Moondance. Love it. So have a great week, everybody. And we'll talk with you later. Yes, yes. We'll talk to you. I'll be live from PassionCon next Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Not Six. so much bright-eyed, but she'll be there. <laughs> 6 a.m. California time. Yep. And uh, thank you. Safe travels for everyone who is uh, going to Passion Con. And I'm very much looking forward to our chat next week. See you all then. Thank you. Stay safe and enjoy. Do the cover of October skies. Allow the leaves on the trees I'm trying to place to the calling of your heartstrings that play soft and low in all the night's magic seems to whisper and hush in all the soft moonlight seems to shine in your blush.